Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to The Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz, at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks ever so much for joining me. Uh, My guest this week is multi-talented singer-songwriter Shamir, who spoke to me about his spark, the Sideways EP by Charlotte Sometimes. Um, Shamir is such a sweet person, and this was a lovely conversation. So uh, let's all take a listen, shall we? But first, quick Shamir facts. Shamir is a singer and songwriter from Las Vegas. Shamir's distinct vocal sound is characterized by his androgynous countertenor voice. His music has been labeled unclassifiable by critics because of his broad range of influences, spanning such disparate genres as disco, indie, rock, R&B, and pop. Shamir's latest album, Homo Anxietatum, was released in August of this year, which means it is available for your listening pleasure at this very moment. Quick Sideways Facts. Sideways is a 2010 EP by singer-songwriter Jessica Charlotte Poland, a.k.a. Charlotte Sometimes. After being dropped from her major label deal with Geffen Records, Poland wrote and self-released the Sometimes EP to great acclaim. She self-released another EP in 2011 called The Wait, and was then a contestant on The Voice in 2012. And there you have it. Let's dig into the main course. Here comes my chat with Shamir about Sideways. Do you remember hearing this EP for the first time or getting turned on to it? I think in high school, I'm going to double check. I'm actually going to pull it up on my Spotify now. I think it's 2011. So yeah, I graduated 2013. So about sophomore, maybe. Did you discover it yourself or did somebody else uh, turn you on to it? I was already a Charlotte Sometimes stan. 
she's very she had like kind of like this hit that like went like triple platinum on um that was a joke I don't know. um <laughs> but it was it, it was heavy rotation on like vh1 kind of like that adult contemporary type vibe which i always loved as a child <laughs> um and yeah and like you know that was a major label release for her i think that came out like on geffen the song how i could just kill a man was like a hit and she was kind of like everywhere at that point and i remember specifically that album came out the summer i think i was in seventh grade going to eighth grade Mm. and that album was just the album of the summer for me and kept up on all her social media and everything because like after that record i think she had like some label troubles and oh she got dropped or left or like whatever but the sideways ep was her first self-released effort and it was not this my favorite from her it's no skips it's just beautiful her voice she's one of my absolute favorite singers ever in life i think she's she's also just like not an influence that i could talk about a lot which is like i was so glad that i was kind of like able to choose something and i think that's why it took me a while to choose something because i wanted to choose something that i don't get to talk about a lot she's high key not even low key like a huge vocal influence for me but not many people know her so i never get to like really talk about her i actually have this uh funny moment (laughs) when i think about her now i think about this moment because I, you know, I get so passionate when I talk about music, and especially musicians that I love and like really like influence me. And I always remember this moment being in the back of a Uber with the, the late producer uh, Sophie, and like absolutely fangirling, geeking out about Charlotte. Sometimes, like I had put her on to Charlotte sometimes, and I remember her like, you know, you know, like being kind. Like she, she was like one of the sweetest people I ever met. Uh, but like, her definitely been like. you know like oh this is a stand (laughs) yeah yeah oh what a huge loss um she was such an incredible artist that influence will live on yeah absolutely um that just as an aside it is uh makes me happy that you say this is giving you an opportunity to talk about an influence that you don't talk about very much so many people i mean i'm not gonna name any names so many people come on this show and they're promoting an album and the title of the album is the title, you know, the same as the title of a book that they really love. And they're doing hundreds of interviews only talking about that book. And they'll come on this show and still talk about that book. And I'm like, don't you want to use this as an opportunity to give yourself a break from talking about that one thing? But some people don't want to do that. It's the media training. I don't know. The media <laughs> yes, training brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I definitely yeah. get tired of it for sure. And this record inspired the, the album too. Well, I don't think it necessarily like directly inspired the album. I mean, this is, I think this is a record and artist that just will always inspire me for the rest of my life. But I listened to that EP a lot. Like I revisited that EP a lot the month that I was in London when I was recording the new album, Homo Excitatum. Wow. Yeah. She's, she's such an interesting, um, her career path has been very interesting that it's like signed to a major label then working as an independent artist then on the voice then on the then voice working as an independent yeah working as an independent artist again and then now she's like a songwriter yeah and she records under all these different names she writes music for like commercials and film and tv and stuff so she's done so much stuff and this ep to me even for the stuff that she did as charlotte sometimes is is uh unique you can hear some of the sounds from the big major label album, but it's like 
not as kind of glossy major label sounding exactly and it was just like really her i think the first album they were like trying to make her like this like angsty girl you know what i mean (laughs) it's like cool angsty girl yeah i think um yeah that album showed maturity and it showed it just felt like her and i think that's why i you know was instantly drawn to it because i don't i think it made me feel closer to her as an artist for sure and talking about uh getting into her stuff when you were a kid and you know she started writing music when she was really young i think you know um started kind of playing out going to uh playing at clubs and stuff when she was like 14 maybe and yeah it's always interesting to me like you know i was involved in the arts from a young age but i i didn't have that kind of ambition where i'm just like you know she said her dad was kind of trying to say you have to be practical about this stuff and she was just like fuck it i'm gonna get out there and do my stuff and i'm not gonna tell anybody let anybody tell me no um and having that kind of confidence and self-belief when you're you know basically a, a tween or uh just a young teenager uh is pretty remarkable yeah i can't relate <laughs> yeah for sure i can't really relate now well i mean i was i had that ambition i think kind of at one point kind of like before i was like 14 15 i mean it's so sad i guess it's like just like really sad i think like all my ambition died i think kind of like at a very young age i was really ambitious like on that path when i was like really young like i was going to honky tonks i was like doing i was like quite like you know very similar to like what she was doing even younger like because i remember i kind of like made the conscious decision to stop doing that i think like freshman year high school before that i was like i was like really doing that and i was like really inspired and definitely inspired by taylor swift too because she you know she was also around the same age and like really that confident and everything and um you know the the weight of what it would mean for me to uh you know be black and queer in country especially back then was just unbearable and i think you know i always did music after that but i think kind of like that level of ambition of like wanting to make it had completely died by then and never i don't think ever came back which is really sad because obviously i lived somewhat of a life that i had dreamed at a certain point but like it doesn't resemble like what i had imagined for myself at like 12 you know what i mean so it's like bittersweet Mm -hmm. but uh, you know i i guess for her as well it's an evolving definition of making it that it's like saying initially it's this major label dream and like superstardom and whatever and now it's like she's writing songs she's making music that's her life that's what she does as an occupation and she's happy and you know getting her music out in the world in many forms and kind of having as she's gotten older her definition of success fit that instead of saying she has to be you know world you know global domination is the only way which is maybe a healthier a healthier way to uh i don't know i guess people people can dream about whatever kind of success they want well yeah i mean that's the thing like i think um we've all been kind of like spoon-fed this idea of like what success is and like what it looks like and um i think where charlotte slash like i guess her brother's jessica um where we kind of like are like similar is that I think we kind of like after having a taste on the top realize that when you're at that level you can't control it so there's a bit more peace on being able to have a level of success that you can control and i think that's where we both kind of like are similar in the spaces that we are now we found ways to 
still be successful and still live out this version of her dreams, even though it's different than like what we initially thought it would be. Yeah. She also, I mean, I've read a couple of interviews with her, uh, more recent ones, and she just seems like an incredibly positive person. Like she's very happy with the way her life has gone. And she's like, she's dealt with some shit. The disease that she has, I don't really understand it, but it's like as though her jaw is made of glass and just kind of shattered and had to be rebuilt with uh, a couple of her ribs when you're a singer as well. Like, you know, your your jaw is a, a pretty important <laughs> ingredient in singing. But I also didn't know she was sexually abused as a child. She was raped when she was on tour. I didn't know that as well. And... She was kidnapped when she was still living in New York. And she said that's what made her move to L.A. Is she just didn't feel safe anymore. Okay. I, <laughs> I did not know all that. That's wild. I know. And she just, in this interview, she just kind of like drops it casually into conversation. When did this interview come out? What interview are you referencing? This was a couple years ago, I think. Wow. Uh, 2020. It was on a podcast, like a songwriting podcast. Wow. Yeah, and she's she talked about being an advocate for survivors of sexual assault um, and where that's come from. No, I know she's I know she's um she was adopted. So was this like early abuse, like with her birth, like around her birth family or something? She didn't give any details, and it's you know literally one sentence where she describes all of those things in one go. I don't know if it was even family members or if it was you know other people. She, she just yeah didn't give any details about it, but horrible shit. I didn't even realize that's wow. But still able to write these amazing songs and write about things that are not all, it's not all trauma. It's not all dealing with the worst moments in her life. There's stuff about being in love. There's stuff about you know lots of other things. Which is pretty amazing too. Yeah, I mean, it's just so sad. It's like sometimes I should preface by saying that like I've always been kind of like vocal about how I kind of like hate the like you know tortured artist trope. And when I talk about that, I I usually mean kind of like the self sabotaging artist. And I think there's like that's definitely a part of it. I think a lot of artists kind of like talk about how they self-sabotage or have the potential to self-sabotage. And one lyric that we've referenced when I talk about that is um, Julia Michaels, who's like literally, again, one of my other that's like absolute favorite songwriters in her song, I think is called Happy, where she goes, sometimes I think I start shit up for my art or something like that, or I start up all the shit and watch him fall apart. I pay my bills with it or like something like that. And it's like, that's definitely a part of it, but then it then sometimes... As an artist, we absolutely cannot escape it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's just like, yeah, you know, and it's, you know, this is obviously definitely one of those situations. Sometimes it is out of your hands. And I think that's as artists, it is kind of like, that's kind of like our gift, right? That is kind of like our goal to kind of like transmute all of that pain into something that is hopefully potentially healing for other people. Time for a quick break, because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here. But we'll be right back.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And, you know, finding a way to persevere uh, when there's all of, you know, this horrible, heavy, terrible shit that's happened to her and not wanting it to define her. But again, she, you know, works with charities that uh, support survivors and also continues to create music. And her music is informed by those experiences, but it's not the be all and end all of the creative stuff that she does. But yeah, uh, in- incredible and incredible to, to get to a place where she can just talk about it in that matter of fact way and is not, um, you know, uh, totally <laughs> devastated by it. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't have those experiences. I don't know what it feels like to, to have gone through those things. But and I know you said there was much detail given, but um, yeah, I also just like wonder like if the person that kidnapped her or something was like potentially like a fan or something. Because that has opened up to a whole other conversation, especially these days, like being an artist. First of all, being an artist just makes you just like so vulnerable to begin with. But like for some reason these days, I think ever since lockdown, people just like don't know how to act. Like all of these artists getting literally abused from stage, like getting like shit thrown at them and like everything. These days it's even more vulnerable to be an artist. And it was already so scary to be a artist beforehand. And like now it's even more scary. Like we can't even perform without the possibility of like having to go to war on stage. It's just like really crazy. Insane. I can't believe like, I, I don't know a lot of people who have done those things have said that it's about like, you know, having some kind of connection to that artist or just getting attention. Um, but it's so horrific and such a bizarre phenomenon to me i just i don't i don't understand it anyway yeah just you know this idea of come overcoming adversity and and all of that but um that's one element of it but it's also just songwriting um natural ability uh like i mean for this ep in particular in addition to her vocals did those things stand out to you, the musicianship and the the lyrics and all of that? Or was it just kind of the whole package? It's the whole package, but it's just, I, I, 
I just love her unique vocals. No one sounds like her. I just love her. I just remember just like hitting play, hearing that guitar riff, that acoustic guitar riff, and then the strums as she sings Bad World. Like, it just does something deep within me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think the record is like groundbreaking. You know what I mean? It's like not groundbreaking production. It's not even realistically like groundbreaking songwriting. It's just solid. It's just all solid all around. And then I think we already been a pursuing artist. Definitely probably plays a part in it. But I'm just the type of person that will just take authenticity and honesty over like uh, innovation like any day. I don't really care about innovation as an artist or even as a consumer realistically because I feel like I always say this like I, I feel like innovation in 2023 needs to stop. <laughs> needs to stop. <laughs> we are doing too much and I look at the past and kind of just Everything that we've read through in the past, technology, trends, aesthetic. And that's why even as trends, the aesthetics are coming back because I, I look at it and it's like, you know, like if anyone knows me, like they don't look like, I look like that. <laughs> and there's nothing that annoys me more. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who shares this opinion, but someone doesn't know how to clean a bone, right? And I think about that's how we are as human beings, as our intelligence have grown. We just become too focused on innovation if we haven't even fully developed the things that we've already developed. And so I always use the analogy that, like, you know, we as a society, we as humans, we haven't even fucking cleaned our bones. This is a bunch of just like half eaten chicken wings left in our wake while we're trying to figure out how to, you know, do holog- hologram fucking cell phones <laughs> or some shit. Who fucking knows? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't. Innovation has never been important to me. I don't care. Well, and I guess especially innovation for the sake of innovation. I mean, the thing that was coming to my mind is like saying we have five kinds of M&Ms, but we need to come up with 10 other kinds every year. And it doesn't matter if they taste good or if anybody actually wants them, but it's like mustard flavored Skittles, which is a real thing right now. And it's like, no, not that. Nobody wants that. But people will do it for the, you know, for the, for the LOL, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For the, or for the novelty. Right. Yeah. And just to get people's attention and, you know, people love gimmicks and everybody has no attention span because of the internet and social media and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's depressing. But I think even just like the way that like Y2K fashion is coming back, I think that's a perfect example because I think of all kind of like fashion trends, like the early 2000s Y2K fashion. I think that was like the beginning of the end as far as like people just like not giving shit <laughs> time to breathe. <laughs> because you think about 70s fashion, they had a whole decade. You think about 80s fashion, they had a whole decade. You think about 90s fashion, they had a whole decade. By the mid-early 2000s, they were past that kind of like thing. It was just, it was, I guess, the, the internet, right? The digital age, it made the trends move faster. And so now it makes sense that it's like coming back around and it's been just like reimagined. We didn't have time to like fully cycle through it for a full decade. You know what I mean? It's just really crazy. Yeah. And a lot of artists like 
from album campaign to album campaign feel this enormous pressure to entirely reinvent themselves, invent, reinvent their sound, that it's not okay to just say, this is the music that I make. I really like it. And I'm happy. <laughs> it's it, like there has to be some dramatic new thing always. And, uh, you know, the, the implication is that if you don't have that, nobody's going to be interested. It's funny you mentioned that too, because like we got to think about how the landscape of music, especially pop music, when Sideways came out, right? You know, it was very bombastic, electro, pop, hedonistic, loud, EDM, you know what I mean? Like, in 2010, that was, like, the sound, you know? Like, in 2010, I think of, like, Dev, you know what I mean? Or, like, freaking swag surf music. It's just, like, very, very, like, bombastic, and it, it wouldn't even be until, like, maybe a year after that or maybe, like, two years where, like, Lana somehow was able to, like, distract that a little bit. But even then, you know what I mean? Like, she was such an outlier, but still equally popular, that was just the freak of nature, essentially. Like, Lana been able to do what Lana did at that time was just by the grace of God. <laughs> um, but also kind of just like the sulkiness of sideways, the way that would be super on trend right now. You know what I mean? The way that it would be like super easily drafted in with like the Phoebe Bridgers of the world. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, I think, you know, talking about people like, Taylor Swift, again, where there have been, you know, there's been moments of progression, whatever, but there's also this idea of like getting back to basics and it's just, you know, s simple guitar and stripped down and whatever. But even that, I don't, I don't think it's a gimmick, but it is also like, this is the innovation is stripping down um, instead of this kind of organic thing that it's like, this is who I am and this is what I want to do. But even Taylor wasn't only, Taylor didn't start stripping shit down until, again, it became on trend. In 2010, Taylor was doing shit like, I knew you were trouble, <laughs> which is, uh, again, bombastic, loud, EDM, hedonistic ass, you know what I mean? So it's kind of frustrating, I think. I've definitely felt it as an artist, but it's kind of hard when like being true to yourself as an artist while also having to reconcile with like trends and just like what you know what everybody's just into at the time i think it could be a fun challenge but a lot of artists who have a thing that they just hone in on gets just thrown by the wayside which again makes us miss a lot of potential really great art and again it goes back to the not finishing the chicken wing <laughs> reference <laughs> So too much meat on the bone. Yes. Uh, I think that is a lovely note to finish on. Uh, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you making time for me. Thank you. No, this is great. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about something that I care about that I don't really get to talk about. Yeah, great. All right, take care. How lovely was that? Thanks again to Shamir for chatting with me. His new album, Homo Anxietatum, is out right now. Okay, quick spark of the week from me. Maria Bamford released a book a few weeks ago called Sure, I'll Join Your Cult, and it is so great. She is one of my favorite comedians. She is so, so funny, and this book is about her mental health issues and her involvement in myriad self-help and 12-step groups. She is so honest in this book, like, incredibly honest about all of her experiences, and it is just a wonderful, wonderful read. So, 
highly recommended. And that's about it. Please follow me on social media at Spark Parade. Get all your friends and family to do it too, you know, the whole gang. In fact, why do you compete with your friends and family to see who can bully the most people into following me? Won't that be fun? Let's do it. And until next time, bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.